Good morning, Vietnam! Guitar Wanker, another episode, here we go, guys! Was that big? Was that over the top too much? It was just so unnecessary. It was unnecessary, wasn't it? I always wanted to do they it. We heard it in Vietnam, though. They did. <laughs> yeah, they I think, did. Oh, you know what, I think Excuse I... Excuse my chest, man, I'm all congested today. <clears throat> I think I, I clipped it. Oh, you clipped it. Awesome. Man. I've gone to the next level. Guys, thank you for coming again. It's such a pleasure to We're have you all here. We're doing pretty good here. We've, you know, we've almost got a half a year worth of podcasts. That's, who'd have thought? I just had breakfast with you guys. Randomly, Bruce goes, come to breakfast with my mate Scott. I'm like, yeah. who's Scott who? Oh, you know, I was going to introduce the show as welcome Scott Foreman and Bruce Henderson. Ta-da. <laughs> That would be not us. My Mrs. Sarah was talking about the podcast and she goes, yeah, Scott Foreman and Bruce Henderson. <laughs> it's good to know that she loves us so yeah. much and she pays attention. I thought it was great. I yeah, thought it was it really... It was devastating for me. <laughs> I thought it was really cool. Oh, man, another guitar wank. And, and amazing times. We now officially have a female candidate running for president. Wow, we're going to go there already? No. no <laughs> we, decided, remember we decided we weren't going to do politics. Oh. But it's true. We but finally got a female running for president. It's about time. Really. It is about time. I mean, you know, it's, it's about I mean, time. Half the people are women. <laughs> well, Last I looked, I might need to do a second check just to make sure. You know what? I Except think... at our gigs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really think that... So so where are, f- okay. So when we're playing our gigs, and all those guys are there, where are all the women? They're at home, I guess. Are you sure about that? Maybe they're hanging out somewhere. We should play there. Mm. I think um, <laughs> all the well, I shouldn't say all the women that are listening to the podcast. All right, the the couple if there, if of ladies. Ten, if there are ten women listening to this podcast, please email us. I'll kiss your ass in Times Square at noon. Hi, dude. Please email us and let us know who you are so we know we have female listeners. That'd be really cool if we had wow. two. I, I, if we yeah. get past three, Actually, I'll be amazed. I'm, I'm here to say, Hillary, you're welcome to come on the show. We'd love to interview you. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. If, you know, we'll talk about what kind of gear. Because I just want to bring up Benghazi and I, all I just the want, emails. What, what kind of gear do you think she's using? You think if Hillary played guitar, what guitar would she play? Oh, I can see her on a Fender Jaguar. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I wasn't going anywhere near that. But, you know, I like you. What do you think? Scott? No idea. What about Trump? What would he be playing? Oh, got some shit brown guitar that, to match him. <laughs> he would be playing a, an orange Korean Samick or something. <laughs> What a piece of shit that guy I, I think Korean Samic is redundant, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I actually know well, they're Indonesian. I actually they? did a Facebook post on Trump this I know week. you I did. Couldn't. You oh, did. Dude. I could not avoid Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, you know, Scott, you know, it for, was a guy, great. for a guy who acts like a complete moron most of the time, you're really a very <laughs> eloquent writer. <laughs> you know what? I read it, and I'm like, 
I was like jumping up and down in the kitchen because I'm like, Scott mm. went there. This is going to open up a can of worms. Uh, and you, you had some. You know, everybody's I, entitled to. You their had opinion. some wankers. It's just my opinion, you know. I mean, I, I loved I it, just dude. Had, you were not had to uh, say my little two cents. And man, you know, you what do we know? Every opinions are like assholes. So Everyone's everybody's got, got one. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. But what are you going to do? I mean, these are the times. This Tell is the where truth. we're living. Tell the truth. That's what we do as musicians, supposedly, except for when we're going for the money. I think it's surreal, actually. Beyond surreal. It's surreal. I can't even really, it doesn't even compute in my brain that something like this out could possibly be happening in our country. You know, someone that racist, someone that stupid, someone that fucking twisted could possibly even get close to be nominated for the most important job in the world. Any, any authority figure that says to me, you are going to be sick of winning. You're going to be so sick of winning. I, I, that's it. I can't, I can't even, I can't buy into I'd like, that. I'd like to be sick of winning. Yeah, but who I'd says like that? That's like that a out. bad car salesman. Yeah, there's so many things he says. Every time he opens his mouth, some kind of fucking diarrhea comes out. Yeah. You know, it's it's either fucking stupidity or insanity, one of the two. Yeah. And and you know, when you look at that, you know, there's plenty of people like that and they're welcome to be like they are, but to run for president, how does that happen? It's amazing. Right? It is it is really amazing. It's hard to believe. It's I mean, hard to believe. You you can hate Hillary, but sure. it's, you it's can still hate any, any politician yeah, can hate her. But it's not on that level. I That's understand another the level. hatred of Hillary because she's done some questionable shit. Oh, for sure. And just about every politician has. Yeah. But I still look at them as intelligent professionals. Yeah. No matter if they lie or cheat or get caught with the hand in the cookie jar, whatever the fuck they do, they still are intelligent <laughs> professionals. I can't say that about Trump. He's a fucking moron. I'm beyond. He's beyond. He's not professional. He's stupid. He knows nothing about politics or world affairs. He basically knows nothing about anything. He's a, he's a bully. He can't even fucking... He's been divorced four times. He's been bankrupt four times. His life is a fucking mess. How can he possibly... He's not fit to lead a Boy Scout troop. Yeah. I just don't get it. I'm, 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 in, <laughs> I'm in denial that it's happening. <laughs> Tell us how you real feel, Scott. Yeah, no, let's let's talk about something else. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about something else. Well, we yeah. probably lost just we lost yeah. like probably two. That's people, okay. Right? You know, whoever we lost, fuck you, fucking <laughs> Trump lovers, fuck you. <laughs> I think that's fair. At this point, so, you know what? So yeah, so I, I, I think I, that's I don't fair. give a shit who, who I, we I lose. really don't care. <laughs> anyway, I agree. I totally agree <clears throat> on this. It's beyond ridiculous. But anyway, interesting times. And thank God we have Guitar Wank to get thank through goodness. it. I mean, this yeah, Bruce, yeah. this is really getting people through, right? Keep telling yourself. That. Well, I, I, I think I think it is something funny to listen to on the way to work. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, well, our friend Tim, he gets in trouble because he's like laughing to himself on on Caltrans as he goes to work in the Bay Area, and everybody thinks he's deranged, which means he'll always have an empty seat next to him. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I I love that. I, I love that. We've been getting a lot of emails from guys that are either off to a gig or off to work and they're laughing. And you know what? If you're listening to this right now and you're off to some important event. Yeah. 
<laughs> Don't expect me to finish that for yeah, you. <laughs> I was waiting. A bit of help, guys. You know, just feel free to jump in and help the Aussie oh, out. My oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to something important, can you get me on the gig? <laughs> uh, just, we're happy that you have oh. a job, I guess. That yeah, people... yeah, I guess, yeah. That's but like sure. I say, can you get me on it? <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so lots happening in the world. Bruce, uh, what's been happening with you this week, mate? Oh, God. A hell of a week? Hell of a week. Hell of a week. Yeah. Well, you know, my, my mom has taken very ill. Yeah. It's been very traumatic for me. And all I can say is, as much of a drag as it is, how lucky I am to be at my age and still have a vital, vibrant mother all this time. And however it works out, I hope, for her sake, she gets the peace she wants, whether she gets better or not. I love her, but I mean, I just, as much as it's just tearing my life and me apart right now, it's I'm so lucky to have had her for this long. And all you people out there, all the people you love, tell them, you know, tell them and hold them and hug them because it just reminds you how short this all is and that we need to enjoy every day and appreciate what we've got. Ain't that the truth? That's yep. yeah, big time, big time. But your, your mum's name? My mom is Marion. Marion. Mm-hmm. She's eighty-five. She will be next month. Yeah. Next wow. month, eighty-five, man. Wow. And, and until this episode, until she had a stroke, until this time, which was last Wednesday, she was driving herself. She was working gigs. She had an art studio. She'd go out and paint. Right. She was going to visit my friends when they were playing gigs at night in San Francisco. All the wow. old buddies I had, she was going to gigs, she was going to movies and museums and hanging out with friends and going to see my brother who lives there, driving, lived by herself, the whole thing. Wow. So that's a that's a success. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. My wife's mentor that, that at uh, Cal State Northridge, yeah. Beverly, she's 90-something and she's still totally vibrant, walking around, doing stuff, working her butt off. Just yeah. You know, it's that's amazing. A you know? That's a miracle. That's a miracle. It's incredible. And then there's the guy that died at the baked potato a couple weeks ago. What? The drummer. What, what did he try to eat the food? No. <laughs> but you heard about that, right? <laughs> no. The drummer for Megadeth. Oh, uh, that was yeah. at the baked potato. That was at the baked potato. He was only 50-something. Was really he playing young. at the time? He was playing. And what? he just keeled over, had a heart attack, and died right on the drums at the baked potato. Wow. Holy only 50 years old. Remind me not to eat that food. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Oh, that's wow, really man. sad. But that is yeah, really I mean, sad. that's and, not a bad way to go. If well, it's a go great out. way to go if you were older, but yeah, 50 but years 50 old is so young. Ridiculous. I mean, I can definitely think of worse ways to go out, but but to be so young, man. Oh, just, man. And then just boom, you're gone. That's happened that fast. Like that's just so sad. Keeled no, over they, on the nonetheless, it's gone, it's man. ridiculously young, but at the same time, it's so merciful to be here. Blasting your blasting at your peak and then lights out. No long, you know. Yeah, whatever. man. I mean, he was. Yeah. Yeah. Both but it my just parents sucks that he died so in a really bad way. Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. Who's that? My mom and dad. Oh, really? They've been gone for you know, twenty-five years. But, right. But you know, they went out in a bad way. Oh a man. A long, prolonged, hard trip out. Right. Yeah. Which was really hard. So. You know, it makes me, when my friend's parents, you know, when they die and they go out fast, 
Yeah. I, I always tell them, man, you're lucky because yeah. you, you, you know, you, yeah. they didn't experience that much pain and, yep. and, and they went out quickly and it's, it's, uh, yeah, that's a blessing. Right. But, um, anyway, you want to talk about something else? No, but, but let's, <laughs> let's at least finish the subject. And I'd like to exhort our people who are listening to us. Mm. Just remember again, how fragile life is and how, no matter how long it really is, whether it's 90 or 50, it goes by like that. It does go. So let's all make sure we play and we share music with the world. And again, like I say, tell the people we love, we love them and appreciate them and enjoy every day. But he, we're all here because we love music. We're all on this podcast, whether we're in this room or listening to it. Let's make sure that we take the responsibility to fill the world with music. Which reminds me of a tribal tech discussion we had in yeah. Miami one time. <laughs> we were all just sitting around thinking about ways Kirk Covington could die. <laughs> and I would like say, well, what about if you stick a gasoline nozzle, you know, instead of sticking it in the car, just stick it in his mouth and fill him full of gas. Uh -huh. Just throw a match in. That would cause Kirk's death. Boom. Yeah. And then, you know, Willis would say, well, what if we tie him to the railroad tracks and just have a train run over him? And then, you know, we had all these, you know, like every day we'd come up with a couple new right. ones, you know, but we were asking each other, how, how do you want to go out? And I said, well, I, I'd like to be shot by a jealous husband on stage like Lee Morgan. Yeah. Lee Morgan? Who's yeah, Lee that? Morgan, know, the that, trumpet player. That's not really what happened. He was shot by a woman and I think it was backstage. Oh, okay. But he was shot by, I think, either his wife or his girlfriend. Yeah. And then Willis said something. I want to go out like this. And I thought it was funny that Kinsey said... I'm gonna have a heart attack. <laughs> well, you know, there's, there's his dad this, went out with a heart attack. Yeah. Well, so you know, he said, "Well, I'm gonna go out with a heart there's attack." There's these three guys, and they're hanging at the bar, and one's a doctor, one's a lawyer, and one's a cowboy. And the you know the doctor goes, "You know, when I die and I'm laying in the casket, I want him to say about me, man, he was a man who always tried to help everybody. You know, truly was a compassionate." giving man, you know, a true man of the people that cared, a real caregiver. And they're like impressed with that. And the lawyer says, yeah, well, I'm laying there and they're looking at me. I want him to say he was never afraid to fight for the little guy and, you know, and, and make make the world amends and fought for everybody and was had integrity and was a true man of justice. That was pretty impressive. And they look at the cowboy and he's kind of going, well, I don't know. He says, I guess when I'm laying there, I want him to say, Look, he's moving. <laughs> you, you know what's so great about that joke? You've already told it. <laughs> on this? On the air. Oh. No! No! Another old man moment for Bruce Foreman. Oh, no! He, goes, he hits 60 and he's telling jokes twice. Oh, man. Well, they're worth telling, but... That was a good joke, but it was a good so timing good. joke. What, what, what episode, Mr. Memory you know, Man? Telling the truth, though, I don't remember. It was that he's like... <laughs> I, don't think, I think you were in a gig and I told it. I don't it, was think only, it, was it was only two or three ago. Oh, no. bullshit. All right, well, I forgot about it too, so there you go, 61, and, right. and it's well, showing. There's one of us here that are holding on to it, and I'm sure I'm okay. going to lose it too. So yeah, well, you know, oh, good. I mean, yeah, I've been trying to hold on to it for a long time, you know, but. <laughs> well, even guitar wank, we can get a little deep too. Wow. That's, uh, well, we, we tried not to. We tried but, not to. But another thing that happened this week, and explain this to me. Okay. okay. I mean, you know how, like, world conspires i'm sitting at this bar and this guy who kind of kind of owns a guitar and he plays a little bit and 
he's kind of whatever he jams, you know. <laughs> and uh, he was telling me about Clapton's record, the new Clapton record. You know, I don't remember whether he said it was good or bad, or whatever. But and then the next day, I you know I'm checking my emails on my phone, and. Chase Bank, and I, don't, I am not shitting you. Chase, hold oh, on, Chase J. Bank. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank. You may have money in there, you may have a credit card. Right. Was giving away a free download of Eric Clapton's new record. Explain to me how this works. No, I did get it, and I listened to it, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, what the hell? What do you, you mean? Know, they were just giving away one copy or yeah, one full free download, download of the full album. Yeah. You mean for anybody that wants it, for everybody? For that everybody wants they it. sent the email to, which is every Chase customer, which is like you know, there's a lot of people. Oh, who, I see. So do you all have of their customers? No, but but all their customers, all they their email, customers, they whether get they a have a, of the a bank account or if they have a credit card. And what's the purpose of that, or what like, exactly? I'm that? trying to figure out. <laughs> first of all, for a rock star. Like to to like align himself with a bank like that is just the wrongest thing for rock and roll in the world. It is kind of weird. Okay, that that okay. Explain that to me, and I don't know if you can. But then explain to me what he gets for them giving away this thing for free. I mean, did they pay him for everyone? He you know, of course not. Is he getting mm. you know? And it's like, what what is? Well, I can you tell know? you how a similar deal worked for me. <laughs> but I don't know. It, it doesn't have anything to do with the yeah. bank. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jack in the Box. No, no, no. no. I, uh, when when um, <laughs> when Exotic made the RC booster with my name on it, and it was a signature pedal. Right. Um, you know, they gave me money for for the designing of yeah, it. Yeah, sure. And then they they bought. Uh, 3,000 download cards of my record from Disc Makers right. and they put that in the box as a pedal as like a gift to anyone who wanted to buy right. the, the, uh, you know, yeah, the, the pedal. So it was like a little bonus. You know, buy the pedal, you get, your, you get Vibe Station for, for, as a bonus for I buying that the pedal. Great. That was right. really so, cool. But that's as close of any scenario that's, I can't that's, think that's, of. That to, is completely to, different, to, Scott. First yeah. of all, you're in business <clears throat> with a small business it's making cool shit. Uh, a rock star getting in bed with a big bank that, that doesn't make that any that cool granted, shit. Granted, 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 provides a service to all of us, you know, uh, but also barely. is making a profit on all of our backs and helps sink the economy once, and we bailed them out. Maybe they gave him a loan to build a house or something. <laughs> You're like he needed it. I mean, it's like it's like what does maybe he wanted a know, bigger house? It's like. I'll be honest with you. I've never been the biggest Eric Clapton fan. I don't mind him. I don't dislike him. I've always loved Cream, but mostly because of their what they represented and the way they went about playing. Well, you know, he's the next week's he's next week's guest on the show. Good. So. Well, we'll talk about it then, because I want to know. It's like the epitome of a selling out and b. They're giving his music away. It's like fucking chase. It's like. It's, it, okay, maybe he doesn't need money anymore. So he, why should he should give his music away? Not them. I mean, what's he getting out of this? Well, how does this? How does this marketing work? Did you work? do any research about it to find out why that, well, that's happening? Well, I mean, or, how? What? No, I to mean, go did on I the call him up? And like, say, 
just ask a question on Google. Why is Chase giving Eric Clapton's record away? The only way to sacrifice no. this if all the money was saving a bunch of villages in somewhere in the world that badly needed it. But, but there is no money. They're giving it away. <laughs> you know, I think it's lame as shit. It's why don't like, you go on Google and find out why they're I'll, doing that? I'll find out. But you know what else is lame? But, but you see, I mean, on so many levels I have a problem with this. One, oh, yeah. him just aligning himself with the big bank. And what that's about. And then second of all, they're giving his shit away. Are they paying him for every time somebody downloads it for free? Is it like, I, I'm guessing not. Or maybe they gave mm. him a loan. Or maybe they're sponsoring his tour for it or something. You know, I don't but know. But still, it's a fucking bank. And they're giving away his music. And he has just like gotten in bed with the establishment, which is what rock and roll is, you know, Against. represents... It's like John Bon Jovi doing the direct TV ad. What the hell is that? Besides being the most ridiculous, crazy-looking advertisement in the world, but John Bon Jovi, in uh, people that aren't in America probably won't see this, but it's a couple sitting on the couch watching TV, and then suddenly John Bon Jovi appears in their living room playing acoustic guitar and sings this horrible pitch about how you can rewind your TV because you're using DirecTV. Yeah. One, what the hell is John Bon Jovi thinking? And it's like the worst... Av- okay, but there, 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 there I can see it. They're paying him money to do this. Yeah, but the, the motherfucker's already so rich. How much money That's do you need? That's not my point. <laughs> There's not my point. We know why he did it. He did it for money. It's just sad. The, I think it's Eric sad. Clapton is giving his music away to bank customers. It's like, where is he making money here? Well, I think that there might be an explanation that we don't know about. There might be I mean, a I, reasonable maybe explanation. Maybe he's thinking about just marketing. He's getting, or he's getting everybody knows. Maybe about it's a his charity record. thing. Maybe the bank is doing something for charity, and part of that is the giveaway for the record. Who knows? I mean, I wouldn't even even think to give an opinion on it at all until I knew mo- a little more about what's actually happening. Well, I am you know giving an I mean? opinion on the optics of it. I'm not giving yeah, an opinion. Yeah, well, at first listen, it, when I hear you say what you just said, I, I'm like, what? Exactly. But then if I did some research, I still might go, what? <laughs> <laughs> but this is this is America. We don't do well, research. Yeah. We're just a form of you, you know what was I, I always thought was kind of funny is that, that they were using Led Zeppelin's music for Cadillac commercials. Because I always thought Cadillacs, I grew up thinking Cadillacs, it was the car of the establishment. Really? Cadillacs? Cadillacs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you always thought like, okay, the only people that drive around in Cadillacs are bankers and, and lawyers and, and people rich, like that. Yeah, rich, rich people. Yeah, and, and to hear like Led Zeppelin's music in a Cadillac commercial, I always thought that was kind of weird, you know. But, but again, but, if, you look, if, you, if you research more, you'll probably find out because that's money. That's obvious. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying there's all this stuff. It's obvious. But I'm thinking to myself, just the optics of it alone. Eric Clapton in bed with Chase. Why? You know, I'm thinking, why? And then how's he getting anything out of it? They're giving his stuff away. This is like, if this is what the world of music marketing has become, it's, it's sad. It's just it is. sad. It, it is I sad. mean, even if there is a great reason he's saving panda bears or something, you know, it's cool, man. <laughs> there's you know, plenty of companies out there. There's better ways to save line. panda bears. But seriously, you know? a bank? Like, this, the banks are the devil. Everybody I mean, knows that Chase 
is associated with panda bears. Yeah. <laughs> that's a fact, and everybody knows it. Right, you're right. You know, that's why I have my money in Chase, because I get to go visit the panda bear at the, at the branch. You know? Or it's like, like Panda Express, baby. <laughs> oh, oh, they're next door. You're right, never mind. It's not, it's not the, when you go to the zoo and drop your kid off at the gorilla cage. Well, and you know, that's they another the thing. They, they make great babysitters until people start shooting, you know. <laughs> now, every time I eat at Panda Express, I'm going to think of Eric Clapton. Oh, man. <laughs> Sorry Eric, about that. I think Eric needs to come on the show and, and seriously explain himself. explain himself. There's got to be a good reason. I, I will give him every opportunity to explain himself, and I will, I will apologize. Is he on heroin again? No, I don't think. I mean, well, I don't know. Why not? You know, we don't know. We need to know. Even if he is, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I just wanted to explain the whole. He has thing. to answer the guitar wing. Well, interesting, interesting start to the show, guys. Mm, yeah. Death and Eric Clapton and Chase. Where do we go from mm. here? We can only go up. You know. <laughs> it's like all of our shows. You can only go up. <laughs> it's pretty much. Really, really, you know? I've scratched and clawed my way to the bottom. I plan to stay here for a while. Yeah, and I've slapped myself to the middle. <laughs> I can't compete with you two older guys. You guys have got it nailed. We'd just like to take this short break to say thank you. Thank you. Guitar Wank Podcast with Bruce Foreman, Scott Henderson, and the other guy. Yeah. Oh, man, there's so many things. You know what I did watch, and I talked to Scott before? Um, I watched the Jaco documentary, and it's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Wow. And wow, what a talent, huh? Wow, what a talent and wow, what an interesting life. And But it was just so interesting to me. And this is where I, and I hope the listeners get this, that it's so fantastic that you guys, we get to sit and chat with you guys and all the, besides all the bullshit aside, but just myself, I've gone and watched Charlie Parker documentary, of course. And, and you yeah, know. That's a good usage of time. Yeah, right. But all the, I get to go watch, research these players that you guys talk about and, you know, because you've either played with them or you know about them, blah, blah, blah. I didn't know anything about Jacko. I just knew he was an amazing bass player, blah, blah, blah. But I went and researched and I watched the documentary. Amazing. Just absolutely amazing. And all the players that, Scott, you talk about and you've worked with, and they're all in the documentary. Mm-hmm. And it just gave me a really sense, and I really, really was waiting for you to pop up in the documentary, because it was like... Yeah, I didn't know it, Jocko that well, though. I knew him But after. you knew, you come from that area, right? I do, but I didn't meet Jocko until he was already kind of fucked up. Right, you know, he, really the, went, the, he really well, went... Well, yeah, he had a mental illness, and, yeah. and, and it didn't help that... that he started doing alcohol and drugs on top of that. Yeah, yeah. And and so I didn't get a chance to, to well, I actually I met him many times, but I didn't actually know him until he was already pretty far gone. Gone. And 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 yeah, it was sad because every time I'd see him it seemed like he was worse. Right. And did so, you ever get to play with him? Yeah, I played with him, but he would oh, never wow. remember that. I right. Mean, he well was, he's he dead. was completely drunk. You know, oh, yeah. so, I mean, yeah. even if he wasn't dead, he wouldn't remember. <laughs> right. Because he was just either drunk or high. Yeah. So I can't really say I ever played with the real Jocko because 
he was long gone before I ever had the chance to play with him. Right, right. But yeah. an amazing, an amazing story. Amazing anyone. talent, just really sad at the yeah. same time because like Hendrix, can you imagine what kind of music he'd be putting out if he was still alive? And Jocko, the same. Yeah. Just too too much talent and cut off way too short. Yeah. It's really sad. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, yeah, it was really, really cool. I recommend it to everyone to go watch it because... Um, yeah, you, a lot of the podcasts you've talked about all these people mm-hmm. you've played with, mm-hmm. and they're all in the documentary. Yeah, it was just, yeah. it was really, really cool. Yeah. So I um, imagine, you know, to be in such a legendary band like Weather Report with some of the best musicians in the world, you know, Wayne Shorter and Jocko and Joe, all in the same band. It's pretty, pretty amazing. They talk you about. Know, they, they, did did when you were working with Joe? Did he ever talk? Did he talk about? He talked Jocko? a lot about Jocko. He did, yeah, yeah sure. Because they in the documentary, it was interesting. Because um, and as I know nothing about this whole thing, but just what I saw in the documentary was how Joe and Jocko they kind of were always like trying to outplay each other and uh, outbetter each other, and they're kind of like a brothery kind yeah, of thing. but that's normal in any yeah. band. There's always a little co- friendly competition. And Wayne Shorter touches on it, how they used to go at each other a lot, and it was kind of interesting. It Remember, was really the, cool. the first thing he ever said about Jocko to me was, I was, we were talking about the guy that gave Mr. Gone one star. They did a record called Mr. Mr. Gone and some idiot gave it one star like a band like that could be capable of making a one star record right so you know I just I just said something if that guy you know if I ever met that guy just tell him to suck my dick you know and Joe laugh and he goes I love that when you say suck my dick Jocko used to say all that all the time (laughs) suck my dick (laughs) And I said, okay, great. You know, me and Jock have something in common. Where was, where was Joe from? What nationality? Joe's from Austria. Austria. Yeah. Yeah, he's in the documentary a lot. And it was just, it was really interesting to see these cats and how they all work together. It was mm-hmm. really cool. So check it out on Netflix. That was really cool. Um, I haven't seen it. I want to see it. Oh, yeah. you, you'll love it, it. I've read the book. You know, yeah. Bill Mikowski wrote the book on his do- documentary, on uh, not documentary, biography. Yeah. On him, and I haven't seen the documentary it's, yet, but I want to. I mean, it's so sad where he ends up. It's just like, wow. Yeah. Amazing, man. Yep. Joni Mitchell's in it a lot. She talks, she's interviewed, and they've got Flea and Sting and a lot of people that they talk to about Jocko. So, um, really interesting. So, that was, that's cool. Bruce? Huh? You, what gigs have you got going on at the moment? Uh, nothing. I've retired. You, you've I'm done? Old, I'm old. I, I quit the union and everything. You quit the union? <laughs> union. You were in the union? <laughs> if I quit the union, nobody would ever know. <laughs> Does the union do anything? You know what's something no, really I'm still funny? In the union. You know what's something? I swear to God, I haven't had anything to do with the union for 40 years. Right. They still send me letters all the time. <laughs> and when I think of the paper they're wasting, the trees. I've probably killed a whole forest just in the fucking mail they send me. And I'm like, why are you sending me these fucking letters? I quit the union years ago, like 35 years ago. I quit the Is union. Is this Local 47? Local 47. They still send me shit. I have it's... no idea why. <laughs> it's funny. They do, it, I, they do it to piss you off. Actually, I guess. Actually, I pay for that. Yeah. I haven't done a union gig. <laughs> I don't think I ever have. 
Are they, oh, it's really I don't know. Funny. I hear a lot of bad. I've had stuff with the union. I was. I left a bad taste in it, so I'm not a good person to talk about. Well, but good for string players. But I hear a lot of string players complaining about. You the know, unions. it's like it's easy. You know, it's old to, school. I mean, think about it, guys. Unions are just getting shit on all over the place. The idea that the workers have a collective voice to stand up against people who hire them, to stand up and negotiate fairly with employers is not a bad thing. And ultimately, the union has trouble because of it's trying to represent such a diverse community. Mm. And, of course, it has to spend its resources on the people that make it money. So, of course, their, their biggest interest are the people that play for the symphony, the people that are playing in the, in the studios for the, uh, movie the, for the movie companies, the people that are playing in the Philharmonic. You know, that, that's, of course, their bread and butter because that's where they can negotiate the strongest and create the best scene. Right. And believe me, without them, those people wouldn't be getting what they get and they wouldn't be getting the benefits they get. So there's a lot of greatness. And if we musicians could stick together as a brotherhood and allow the union to do its job, it would probably be a better world. That being said... The union is a, is these people at the union are just trying to make their own money too, you know, to stay alive, and because they're representing such a diverse community, they really can't control it or or you know work in my best interest because the slice of my pie is so small, you know what I mean, and and I'm just out there trying to work. So that being said, I mean, yeah, it's easy to trash the union, and there's a lot of reasons to trash the union. I would agree. But ultimately, we have to realize that this whole union-busting world, and it's not just the musicians' union, it's the auto workers, and it's the, you know, everything from the typewriter repairmen to the steam engine mechanics, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so, you know, it's the idea of the union, what the union does is a noble and great thing. Uh, what's happened is the the various issues at play, both the pressures because, hey, if you're an employer, you hate the union. You know, now you all of a sudden have to deal with a, a you know, a, a force that's strong negotiating with you. If you just got a bunch of employees that don't have a voice <clears throat> and they're not unified, you just say, hey, fuck, you don't like it? Good, I'll get somebody else. Yeah. You know, and no one stands up to you. So there is... Both sides. And then at the other side, a lot of the union people are corrupt and they're just out for themselves. It's, it's human nature. But I think just to throw the baby out with the bathwater in regard to unions is unfair. And I think it's something that's actually the weakening of the unions has not been a good thing for our society. If you look at the ramifications over the last 30 years. God oh, damn you, Bruce Foreman, for mm. voice of reason. Yeah, I just, well, that's my personal First opinion. of all, <laughs> first of all, first of all I would like everybody to know that I wasn't trashing the union. I was only laughing because yeah. they send me mail and I'm not a part of it. You know, But I totally believe in unions, no, especially thank, if, thank when you, they Bruce. can do people yeah. some good. Unfortunately, in the line of work that I'm in, and f pretty much from yeah. the line of work that Bruce is in too, right. we don't have anything to do with the union. Right, yeah. exactly. You know, they just don't have any place in our lives. They don't do anything for right. us. We right. negotiate our own. Wait a minute, I pay them and, dues. Yeah. Well, you do. <laughs> yeah. 
I have a lot to I do don't. with my life. And and no, and actually for the for the, the soundtrack work I in movies. Yeah. It's they, they collect it, they yeah. take care of it, there's they really advocate for me and in my percentage. Pretty of sure it. I have done a few sessions that were yeah. union. When I first got to LA I did a couple sessions and I I wondered for a while if that was a direction I wanted to go in. And I did do five or six sessions and I had to be in the union to do those sessions and yeah. get paid. But after I sort of just decided, nah, this isn't this isn't right. what I want to do, and I started just playing around in the clubs and realized that the union really had nothing to do with any that of that. Side of it, yeah. So yeah, then I just kind of I quit and don't know why they're still sending me mail. Yeah, I got <laughs> well, you know because they want you back and they probably yeah. the person who's supposed to take you off the rolls talked to the person yeah. who did take you off the rolls. Yeah. 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 But yeah, no, that's all good information, Bruce. Thank you. I, for I, I don't know. You know, I'm just saying that again. You know how I am. I believe in community, and I think the more that we stick together as a community, whether it's under the umbrella of a union or just as a community, why aren't you running that's for president? I'll never know. Yeah. I did run for president. You did, actually, yes, twice. <laughs> God damn it! We could have get the whole guitar wank community behind you and that would probably give me five million dollars i'll be your president really five million that's all i need five million all right so send your donations to we have a guitar wank donation tab oh do we have been getting donations have we i heard we got like ten dollars the other day ten bucks we did get ten bucks from someone and 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 what did you buy crack with it i haven't seen any i haven't seen any of it Doug is taking oh, care Doug, of that. Oh, yeah. Doug went, Doug, yeah. Doug you know, went on vacation I haven't vacation heard from Doug last, in months now. And Doug went on vacation last week. <laughs> oh, he did? That's where the money oh, went. Oh, motherfucker. See, you know what? We've, they've been donating to the Doug Foundation. <laughs> well, I heard it was a great vacation. I didn't get any money from it. Oh, wow. Well, anyway. Mm. I'm, no, Doug we does were, a great job. We will. We're going to have a profit-sharing meeting, and we're going to go out and buy some crack later. <laughs> cool. <laughs> We, before I forget, we have the competition ending soon because we're what we're in June. We're in June at the end of the month. Holy we're shit. going to announce the winners probably the first week of July. First week of Ju- well, the end of the, June. the end of the month is is the end of the contest. But yeah. then we have to, and you know, we have to we have to send out to Price Waterhouse and get all that done. And then there's that the courier with the with a hand cave, with a with a handcuff <laughs> on the briefcase, you know, with the results and everything. We well, have to have them get, independently. Get you your know. pictures in. Yeah. Scott is still waiting. You're, is there a particular picture that you would want, Scott, that would really seal the deal as a winner for you? No, I'm not going to say, because I, I, I keep coming off as being sexist when I say take pictures of your girlfriend. And I, you know, I don't want to, you know, I just, just send in whatever. <laughs> wow. Censorship has got to you. I don't know how. <laughs> how does that happen? Got wow! To you. Wow! Did your wow. wife? Did, okay, honestly, Scott, no. did your wife listen to one of? No, them? I just don't want to. I just don't want to influence. Be too much of an influence on what people do. So send, just send us something funny. If it makes us laugh, that's your best. There have been some win. seriously creative ones, yeah. and I there have been some them. great pitches. Really, really cool. I'm I'm excited about them all. But yeah. We're running out of time. Get your mug, get your T-shirt, go to the website. You know, I'm I'm trying to actually push for caps. Next cats? Time. Yeah, like hats. Oh, caps. 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 I thought I you thought wanted a like, cap. Uh, I thought you wanted like a cap in your ass. 
I thought he was talking like pussy. Cow. Does anyone like, speak Australian around here? Well, I just thought bust a calf in your ass. That's what I thought he was saying. I need Brett Garcet here to help me out, mate. Brett, help me. <laughs> Learn some fucking American slang. I want a hat. <laughs> I want to get a hat with a guitar wank thing on it. Ugh. I'll do that. Do you guys want some questions? Because we got a shitload of sure, them. Sure, man. Shoot. We got some great questions from Shoot. people. Well, that could be debatable. Thank you for the great podcast. Would Bruce or Scott wank on the origins of tone, hands, heart, hearing, equipment, etc.? Not really wow. sure. That's kind of a broad question. That's, isn't wow, that's, it? That's, that's like, will you just repeat all of your podcasts <laughs> right now? Like with one answer, with one brief answer? Uh, it, was a, it was a, you know, the guy wants to know something. I think he knows he the wants, answer. That's a broad question. He wants to know. That's too broad. Just, well, just be more specific. Just give well, him no. something. I mean, okay, so, like with you, Scott, obviously, tone is a, is a very uh, complex issue, right? Yeah. Because not only is, of course, most of it coming from your, your ears, your conception of sound, and mm. then your hands physically, but also it demanded a lot of technical awareness and experimentation with with equipment right mm -hmm. now in my case much less so <laughs> <laughs> probably on all three levels <laughs> but you know i mean yeah the conception of the sound in the ear the hand, forcing the hands to get that sound or as close to it as they can and then with gear my gear is pretty simplistic you know so and i'm, I'm a lot less finicky because a i don't deal with the same broad spectrum of dynamics that he does and the same level of sound that he does and uh and i'm also not competing in the same realm of sound he is when i'm playing in other words it's a lot less it's a lot less you know not as loud a lot less busy a lot less the the sound of the drums and the bass that i play with don't have as much presence to fight through and to sit on top of right so those are all things that you know i mean i guess i'm trying to answer this question just saying be aware of you know if you're going to play on a baseball field it's good to have a glove <laughs> and if you're going to play football it's good to have a helmet you know what I mean? that's, that's that's what i want to say here. That, that just answered every that, question there I've you ever go. Wanted. That, next question okay next question hey guys your thoughts on flat wound strings <laughs> this is i'm already bored with this question the flat wound strings for electric jazz guitar, both for hollow and solid body guitars. Can they sound cool and fresh in contemporary jazz? Or always always more in traditional sound? You That's know, a question for you, Bruce, because I've never played them in my you, life. You've never played them in your life? Okay, mm -hmm. I'm, a, I'm a flat wound... I, I am. I was a flat wound guy for 25 years, probably. Wow. I love the way they feel. I don't mind the way they sound, but they're kind of dead to begin with. And I branched out into more uh, acoustic style uprights. I mean, acoustic style arch tops, you know. And when I did, and I put the I put the flat welds on them, it was like putting a condom on them. They, oh. they it just it just took away so much sound and presence. And I found grew myself. Found loving that 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 smokiness and that grindiness and that distinctness of tone from the round wounds. So 
while they don't feel as good and they're a little harder to play and they make more string noise and stuff, and they, they also go dead faster, so you have to change them more. Uh, I have I found myself preferring round wounds. I have no problem with flat wounds. Some great players, some of the greatest guitar tones ever came from guys playing flat wounds. I mean, Wes Montgomery played flat wound strings. Kenny Burrell, a lot of his career played flat wound strings. That those that's like that's some beautiful guitar tone, staggeringly beautiful. So. It's a matter of, again, you having a conception in your ear and then getting the right equipment that fits you. I will promise you that flat wilds are more even throughout their range because they're dead to begin with, deader. Right. And they're way easier to play. They feel way better. I know George Benson has played both kinds throughout his career. It's just whatever floats your boat. I mean, these are... These are easy experimentation things. If you don't have a jar of picks by your office where you can just try different stuff to see what you like, and if you don't have different kinds of strings to try out and see what you like, that's an easy little change you can make to find your sound, that what you like. Just because I don't like it as much as something else doesn't mean it's better. It's just what it's I... All, so it's all personal choice. It's subjective. This is from Michael Viet. Viet? Viet? I don't even know how to say his name. It doesn't matter. Now that Foreman and Henderson are both elderly, wanted to know how they manage gig nights. How do they stay out past 7.30? Does Henderson still wear a digital watch so he doesn't miss his pill if he's soloing? Do they get angry if they have to miss Matlock reruns? <laughs> okay, I will first of all say, Michael, you know, this is the 21st century. We have DVR, TiVo, and VCR from the last century. You know, Matlock, you'll never have to miss if you like that shit. And you can probably even get it on Netflix. So. Michael's a prick, apparently. And because we're such good musicians <laughs> and we do work at night, we've got all day to watch them, unlike having to do a day gig like somebody else who's probably around here. <laughs> Scott, you want to chime in? I'll just chime in and say that, Michael, I have more energy in my little finger than you have in your whole fucking body. And I will kick your fucking ass if you say that to my face. <laughs> well, there you go, Michael. You kind of. Oh no, I, I, you know, I appreciate the joke about he's, the geriatric because, in fact, I he's am geriatric. You know, I'm just kidding. You know, but I'm not angry about that question. It's funny, but it's also funny that you know I'm walking two huge dogs every night. You know, running. I get probably more cardio workout than guys that in their twenties. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm in pretty good physical shape for being 68. I'm so skinny so, because so, uh, I have so much sex. I just yeah, want to say that. Yeah. I have, I have so much sex. <laughs> but I don't counting know. with you by yourself. No. But, yeah, yeah, but I'm by myself most of the time. Okay, I admit it. All right. <laughs> right. Good question, uh, though. Good question. Good question. And Matlock, I seem to remember that. It was Andy Griffith, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Grandpa Simpson no, loves no, that no. show. I, I would suggest he check some of his earlier work out as well. <laughs> Whippersnapper. <laughs> <laughs>